0: Sure as God made green apples someday the Chicago Cubs are gonna be in the World Series. And maybe sooner than we think. Is he alive? This is gonna be What's going on, Cubs fans? I am Sean Sears, and welcome to another episode of Locked on Cubs, part of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. We've got two games to recap as the Cubs pull off the sweep against the Giants, winning Thursday night's Thriller 12-11, to and then holding on to a 1-0 lead Thursday behind Kyle Hendricks to finish off the Giants at Wrigley. We'll recap both games in the first segment, then we'll touch on a couple Cubs bolts, hit on the NL Central, and then wrap the show up here in the second segment. Today's show is brought to you by Postmates. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. For a limited time, Postmates is giving Locked On listeners $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. Download the Postmates app and use the code LOCKEDON. You can get Locked On Cubs on the Himalaya app as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn app, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Locked On Cubs. And for some reason, if you can't find us, when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Cubs. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs and you can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. So let's get into these games. We're going to start with Wednesday night's insane game. Cubs pulled us out 11 or excuse me, 12 to 11. Um, Absolutely nuts game. It was such a fun game. Uh, One of the few games that I think the Cubs could have given up as many runs as they did. And I'd still be excited about it. Um, Hugh Darvish was on the mound and looked So-so. Five and a third. Seven hits. Seven runs. Only six of them earned. Eight strikeouts. Four home runs, though. It was a weird night for him because even with those home runs, it wasn't a terrible start. He just had a couple moments where things kind of just got away from him for a moment. And it would be so weird because he'd correct them instantly and then he'd dominate for two innings and then he'd struggle and then he'd dominate for an inning. And it was weird to see. But Darvish... Still was able to get to the sixth inning, didn't finish it off, but five and a third, the Cubs will take it. Derek Rodriguez, on the other hand, didn't do much better, though. Four innings, six hits, six earned runs, three walks, two strikeouts, two home runs, 0 is 526 on the season. So it was a strange night Strange night with a lot of runs scoring. It starts in the first inning when Evan Longoria hits a home run to the left field. Scooter Gannett got on base after a fielder's choice. Giants take an early 2-0 lead. Nick Castellanos, though, decides to tie the game up pretty much right away as well. After Hayward walks, Castellanos blasts his eighth home run as a Cub. Uh, Cubs take a, or they tie the game there to a piece. The Cubs score a couple more runs in the bottom of the second. Hugh Darvish singles through the left field side. Ian Happ is able to score after he got on base walking and then stealing second. Uh, Castellanos once again comes up and singles through. The set, straight through center, actually. Line drive shot into center field. Carantini scores. Hayward moves up to third. Cubs take a 4-2 lead. Kyle Schwarber tacks on two more runs after Anthony Rizzo singled. Javier Baez lines out, and then Schwarber tees off on a 2-1 fastball to deep left center field. Cubs up 6-2, and at that point, it felt like the Cubs had this game. Mikey yastrzemski though he hits a two-run shot with brandon crawford getting on base hitting a double earlier in that inning off of darvish giants only down four to six victor carantini adds another run though a single the left field side a great piece of hitting anthony rizzo scores it did not look like he might for a second though he was chugging along and did get this did get home uh hat moves up on the plate to third cubs take a seven to four lead the Giants come back down the top of the six. This is where things get a little na- nasty. Steven Voigt hits a home run, three-run shot, excuse me, two-run shot. Alex Dickerson on base after reaching out on an air where Darvish had to come and cover first base. and He just kind of messed up the catch, and it just kind of fell apart a little bit, and that was kind of what it felt like threw Darvish out of his rhythm. Um, he goes up, gives up that two-run shot to Stephen Voigt, and then on an 0-2, fa- 0-2 count, Kevin Pillar hits a home run to left center field. Darvish gets pulled for Derek Holland. Holland tries to limit the damage. He gives up a walk to Brandon Belt, a single to Brandon Crawford, and then Austin Slater hits a double down the right field side. Both Belt and Crawford score. Giants come up and tag five runs on the Cubs on five hits. They're now up 9-7 to in the top of the sixth. Bottom of the 6-0, so the Cubs come right back. Anthony Rizzo on a ground rule double. Jason Hayward scores. Bryant moves up to third on the play, and then Javier Baez hits a single to third base, a ground ball weakly. He runs. Bryant's able to score. Rizzo moves up to third. Nightmare of a situation for the Giants. They're down or they're tied now, 9-9. Tony Watson comes in to replace Trevor Gott, who would come to pitch. Uh, Kyle Schwarber then hits a ground-out force out to the shortstop to second. Rizzo is able to score in the play, though. The Cubs take a 10-9 lead. Uh, doesn't last long, though. The Giants once again come back up. It's Steven Voigt once again who just smashed a single, almost tomahawked a single in the center field. Longoria scores on the play. They tie it up. And then later in that inning, Brandon Belt hits a fly ball to right field, sacrificed to get Alex Dickerson in. Giants take an 11-10 lead. And that felt like it might be the moment that they solidify this because the Cubs go down 1-2-3 in the bottom of the seventh. Giants don't threaten much against Brandon Kinsler. He's able to work his way out of that inning. And then bottom of the seventh, Castellanos, once again, singles, had to leg out a single, and it's huge because Chris Bryant on a 1-1 pitch absolutely tags a ball from Reyes Montor, uh, Mortanta. Just smashed, without a doubt, two-run shot. Everyone in Wrigley just about knew. Cubs take a 12-11 to lead, thanks to Chris Bryant and his clutch hitting, by the way. Craig Kimbrell comes into this game, strikes out Voight Pilar, and gets Brandon Belt to fly out to left field. Cubs win twelve to eleven on Wednesday night. Wild game. Uh, there's more to break down after the game about you, Darvish and David Kaplan. I'm going to get into in the second segment. So we're going to jump here to today's game, the one nothing win for the Cubs. Uh, the only scoring comes in the fourth inning, I believe. So I'm getting the box score pulled up here, when Anthony Rizzo hit a single into line or a line drive single to center field that Jason Hayward was able to score. He actually got on base that inning from an error, um, a misplay by Pilar. Uh, Hayward is safe and ends up getting on base and Chris, or excuse me, Anthony Rizzo with a clutch single that gets uh, Jason Hayward home. And that's the difference in this game. Uh, Kyle Hendricks absolutely dominating guy goes seven innings, gets his ninth one of the year, three hits, no earned run, seven strikeouts. And then Brandon Kinsler, Kyle Ryan and Rowan Wick come in. Wick gets his second save of the season. Both Ryan and Wick Incredible additions, and I'm so glad the Cubs are finally letting these guys go out and be, you know, key pieces to this bullpen and not linchpins to get them to somewhere else. Brandon Kinsler and Kyle Ryan both pick up holds. Big win. Jeff Samarja, no, you know, no, no, no disappointment from him. I mean, seven innings, two hits, that one earned run. And technically, it's an earned run. Uh, that ball shouldn't have probably dropped down that Jason Hayward got on a single. It wasn't actually deemed an error even though I called it an air. Um weirdly enough that either way Hayward gets on Rizzo popes him through that's the run they need Tony Watson comes in the eighth inning and does a good job here but uh, I mean that was this game that was pretty much it for Thursday's game <laughs> uh, in terms of who uh, Castellanos it was his first game he hasn't gotten a hit in in a little bit Anthony Rizzo was able obviously got the one key hit here I mean you only give up two hits all game Jeff Samarja looked great Same for Kyle Hendricks, a completely different game than we saw from uh, Wednesday night. Either way, the Cubs pick up the win, get the sweep. They're now officially, no matter what happens today with the Cardinals, are going to be in first place at least by a half game. Currently a game lead right now over the Cardinals. Cardinals do play today against the Rockies. They start a a four-game series with Colorado. So that'll, that'll be interesting to see. Colorado not playing great. The Cubs would really like... (laughs) <laughs> um, some would could really benefit from some losses here from the Cardinals because the Nationals are one of the better teams in fighting for a wild card spot right now as well. So, But that will do it here for the first segment. We're going to jump to the second segment in just a moment. But before I do that, I do have a quick word from one of our sponsors, Blue Chew. Guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable of the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever a moment arises. Now this isn't just for guys who can't perform, it's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, most guys talk a good game, but if you're one and done, Blue Chew can help you fall through for round two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S., and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal with our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB, to try it free. Bluetooth is the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring Lockdown Cubs. Welcome back to Lockdown Cubs. Here in this second segment, we've just got a couple quick bolts we're going to touch on here in today's game or today's episode here in the second segment. Brandon Morrow. Is done for the year. Theo Epstein confirmed that yesterday. It um, sounds like he suffered a setback, and with the way things were working out, his time frame just wasn't going to match up with him returning to the Cubs. It was interesting because I actually had just been clicking through some old podcasts beforehand and listened to a Beers and Beat Guys podcast from Tom Loxus, who had been on our show um, a few weeks ago, right before the deadline, and he was talking with Jesse Rogers from ESPN 1000 and he had asked him directly like do you think Brandon Morrow is returning and Jesse Rogers kind of shied away from the question because obviously it's impossible to probably answer that correctly especially without the correct information and with the Cubs not really giving out what exactly Morrow is doing to repair from this or what the setback was exactly Um, it was hard to say but he in his gut told him probably not I don't think so he seems very optimistic about it but I don't think he's going to be able to make it back And that's kind of what we've seen here, unfortunately. So a half season from Brandon Morrow is what we get for two seasons as a Cub so far. Um, Disappointing. It would have been great to see a guy like Morrow come back into this bullpen and see what he could do. He was effective in the first half of last season, and he was an incredible piece for the Dodgers. If he could have come in and been healthy and been a piece they could have added to the bullpen for the postseason, that would have been great. But... The way the bullpen's coming together right now, I'm I'm feeling better about it. And you know, who knows what Brandon Morrow could have brought and the disaster that could have ensued if that guy wasn't quite right. So the other thing I want to touch on, and I, I hit on it a little bit in the first uh, part of the show is you Darvish absolutely skewered David Kaplan. And this is coming from a guy who owes a lot of his success in this business from Dave Kaplan. I love Cap, but he absolutely got annihilated on this. Um he tweeted something about how he'd done some research in the studio with NBC Sports Chicago and I'll just read the tweet here. We just did the research here in the studio. The season he has in referring to U Darvish, when he has only two strike or when he has any two strike count on a hitter, U Darvish is throwing nearly 80% off-speed pitches. Three of the home runs he allowed tonight were with two strikes and those three all were off-speed pitches. Hashtag 2 predictable uh, so obviously, going for like personality, hot takey thing, kind of stupid. But uh, Dave is Dave, and he'll do his things. But Darvish quote tweeted this and replied back: not including tonight's game against lefty, against lefties after two strikes, off speed pitch, batting one thirty seven with a two hundred five on base percentage and a two twenty two slugging, and OPS of four twenty seven against their four seam with two strikes. Teams are, or guys are batting or OPSing 1085 with 350 average of 435 on base and a 650 slugging against his four seam. And then he asked the question to Kaplan which one is a better choice? Kaplan replied back, hmm, Kevin Pilar sure didn't look left handed to me. Including tonight's game, this is you Darvish quote-tweeting him once again, splitter against righties, .030 average, a .030 on base, and a 1.21 slugging. It's an OPS of 125 with 20 strikeouts. So what Darvish points out, so Pallara is the first righty to hit my splitter this season. So he literally had not gotten hit on his splitter yet until he faced off against Pilar. So it was just two bad mistakes. But the thing that people keep missing on this is off-speed pitches isn't a good way to differentiate between fastballs, curveballs, sliders, cutters, change-ups. They're all different pitches, and they do different things. Looking at off-speed pitches essentially means anything that's not a fastball. That's a ton of different pitches. <laughs> and to be is it straight up a splitter is technically a variation of a fastball. So I mean it was just it was just a very dumb conversation. Cap tried to save face a little bit at the end and say, you know, like it was a great conversation we had back and forth with you, Darvish. That's not what that was. This was you, Darvish, pointing out to you that you did not do your homework. And he came in here with kind of a half-baked idea. And he absolutely scared you for it. And good for you. Because for what it's worth, criticizing this guy who's been incredible for the last month and finally looking like the guy the Cubs are hoping they could get. And then some to say his one bad game that the Cubs end up winning in this month or so. It was just dumb. I, I just didn't get it. You're just look. You're just scrounge around for something to talk about on a post game show, and I'm sure that's tough when you do it almost every game. You need something interesting to talk about. That really wasn't what this was, though. It was just dumb. Joe Med did come into defensive. You Darvish after the Twitter spat he had with Kaplan, kind of you know saying he's okay with Darvish, you know, basically defending himself if he felt like he was being attacked and. I wouldn't necessarily say Cap was attacking him, and it was a, honestly, for what it's worth, a pretty cordial, you know, exchange. It wasn't like Darvish was like, you're so stupid, look at these numbers or those type of things. Kind of saying, pointing out two as well in another tweet from uh Kaplan showing that, you know, hey, your numbers you're pointing out aren't totally accurate, essentially saying, you know, hey, off-speed pitches are, you know, could be 40 different pitches, and with how many pitches Darvish throws it just isn't a good way to accurately represent what he's doing on the mound. And he kind of hinted at saying, hey, the Cubs database is tough to beat, <laughs> which like it better be. But also like, yeah, what are you doing? I It just it screamed very much of interns kind of pointing and handing Dave something and him being like, I don't really understand this, but it could be, you know, interesting to talk about. It kind of backfired on. I'm sure he didn't mean it to come across the way it did, but Cap's also not going to back down. Darvish defended himself. Gio basically said he was in defense of Darvish. He liked that he did that, but he also made a point to, to emphasize that it sounded like what the Cubs had on their end was more accurate than what Dave Kaplan had to kind of sort of defend what he's been doing with the bullpen or whatever. So it was a very interesting, very meta weird situation, but it was very funny to fall along with last night. So if you caught any of that, it was great, especially in the moment. So, but Dave Kaplan, great dude. He played along with it well. He can wear multiple hats and then a night where he needs to be the butt of a joke, he'll do it for a night, but still one of the best in the business. Can't say enough about Dave. Just maybe research your stuff a little bit before you go out and, you know, criticize someone that's been relatively untouchable the last five starts. Just a just a school thought. <laughs> So before we go here, the central standings as is right now, like I said, the Cubs are technically a game up on St. Louis right now at 67 and 58. St. Louis is a game back from the Cubs right now, Milwaukee, 65 and 62, four games back Cincinnati, 66 and 60, excuse me, 60 and 66. They're eight and a half back in Pittsburgh at 52 and 74, six and a half back or 16 and a half back from the division. Um, I know wild card standings as they go right now. The Cardinals currently hold that final spot. Philadelphia, just a game back along with the Mets. I have a game and a half back. Milwaukee, three games back. Arizona, four and a half. Uh, San Francisco, now six back from that. Cincinnati, seven and a half. Uh, San Diego, eight and a half. Colorado at 10 games. St. Louis could potentially eliminate the Rockies from playoff contention this weekend. So we'll see what happens there. But, um interesting weekend i mean this is gonna be a tough matchup obviously the uh matchup for tomorrow just a little quick preview john lester versus anibal sanchez for the uh the the nationals that will be a fun matchup for the cubs and a good team a really good team that's playing relatively well right now so we'll preview that more here on tomorrow's episode but with that that's our show. Thanks for sticking around, guys. Remember to get this show every day. You need to subscribe to Locked on Cubs on the Himalaya podcasting app or whatever podcasting app you use, whether that's Google Podcast, Apple, TuneIn app, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts. You can find Locked on Cubs. Make sure you subscribe and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. You can follow myself at Series. Thanks for tuning into your daily Cubs podcast. Sorry we kind of smushed these two games together. I couldn't get the other episode up in time where it would have made sense, so I just kind of pushed them together. I hope that's okay, but you're still getting a Friday episode where I'll be previewing this series as well as hitting on a couple other Cubs news here. But with that, you guys enjoy the rest of your days, and as always, go Cubs.